right, so hey everybody, this is Andrew Wicklander, the founder of Ideal Project Group, and uh, we're here with another episode of the Project Idealism Podcast, and today I am thrilled to have Nate Contney on as a guest. He is uh, one of the founders of Inkling Markets, uh, a startup here in Chicago, and he's also one of the creators of Together, a lightweight group collaboration um, software, and most recently they have launched a uh, new product called City Posh, and we're going to talk to Nate about all of those things and what it's like to be an entrepreneur, and we'll probably get into some of the awesomeness that is Chicago and all that kind of stuff. So, Nate, thanks a bunch for uh, for joining. Of course. Thanks for inviting me, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I should also say that Nate is one of my favorite bloggers who I am probably going to put on the spot during this interview and ask him why he's been silent since June because it's killing me. Oh, no. We won't get into that quite yet. So, uh, well, that's quite flattering. Thank you very much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. That's awesome. So, all right. So, Nate, just for the people who may not be familiar, why don't we start off by talking about what a prediction market is? Because Inkling Markets is um, all about prediction markets, and it helps companies um, essentially like run their businesses and their projects more effectively by getting feedback from the people that are on them. Is that right? So go into a little bit of detail about what like what a prediction market is and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, so you can. So um, I mean, the best place to even just see what this stuff is all about is just go to inklingmarkets.com. Um, we have like a, a public um, prediction marketplace where I mean that's where you can kind of start fooling around with it and play with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, really generally it's, it's like a fake stock exchange, you know, I mean, it looks like a stock exchange in a lot of ways, uh, where people can buy shares in all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, so it's like, instead of buying shares in a stock, you buy shares in an event that you think is going to happen, you know, or the Cubs going to win the world series. If you think the Cubs are going to win the world series, you buy shares in the Cubs winning the world series. And if the Cubs win, your shares pay out a hundred virtual dollars per share. Um, you know, we don't use real money at uh, Inkling, but it's a way of kind of taking bets from people. And if you aggregate these bets over the crowd, you know, over your group of employees or fans or you know organization, you can start you know coming up with the odds. Of that your group feels uh, something is going to happen. You know, obviously the right. Cubs winning the World Series might start it. You could start that thing out at fifty percent, and as as people don't buy shares, and as people buy shares of all the other competitors to the Cubs, you start she- seeing the odds of the Cubs winning the World Series go down and down and down and down. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's in a nutshell what a prediction market is. And so the idea is that a company or an organization or somebody like me who runs projects might find this is an, like an effective tool because it allows me to gauge in real time like how people are feeling about something that you might be working on. So right. So you could have a question about, like, what are the odds that we're going to ship this product by right. the date that we're saying we're going to ship it? And if exactly. all of a sudden people are like, you know, saying that they think it's highly unlikely, that tells, you know, either me running a project or some executive sponsoring a project or whatever, that the odds of that actually happening are pretty low and that there's something going on on my project, right? Right, right. And it gets pretty crazy. I mean, and and you can imagine it, you know, anyone who's spent any time in a company that's even a couple hundred people, you know, starts to realize, like, yeah, things get much harder to communicate 
um, you know, the status of a project outside even our, even outside of our nifty collaboration tools. You know, it, it starts to get really hard to get different departments involved and, you know, marketing wants to know when the feature is going to launch. You know, the CEO wants to know when both things are going to launch. And, um, and it's, it's, it's hard to kind of communicate all that status and get everybody on the same page. And, and what you also see quite often, even in a, you know, a small company is, Someone who is very, you know, responsible for like a feature may report, hey, I, I think it's going to take me 80 hours to get this done, which, you know, might put us past the schedule. But his manager is going to modify that. You know, he might he might change it in order to fit the schedule, like to tell his bosses, no, 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 we're going to be on time. I'm pretty sure I'm going to like figure out how to get my employee to work hard. <laughs> um. You know, so that kind of stuff happens constantly, right? A bunch of bullshit's getting made up. And so this is a way of kind of helping, you know, uh, sift through the bullshit, right? And get, like, opinions from everybody who has a stake in the project and give a little bit more honest feedback about it. Right. So, And then the other thing is, if I'm remembering correctly, that, like, you guys talk about is a, is a big advantage of a prediction market as opposed to something like a survey, is that... It's it's ongoing and it's real time. So right. as people get more information, they're able to alter their predictions, right. as opposed to like a snapshot in time. Like a survey is more of a snapshot in time. And so I may have felt really comfortable about something two weeks ago, but now I have more information, and so that. But but now HR hasn't given me a survey two weeks later, and they think right. everything's great still. Exactly. I mean, when I used to work for larger companies, right, you get surveys about things like. You know, how the company's doing, you get surveys about things like uh, your insurance and like, right, like you said, the HR department type stuff. And they'd only come out every six months, every 12 months, and they weren't very interesting. Um, if your opinion, like you said, would change, uh, yeah, there's nowhere to really go to say like, oh, you know what? On second thought, I think this is a good idea. I thought it was stupid before, but now it's good. Right. Um, and so, yeah, and so prediction markets are very much a game. You know, people want to win. You know, there's things like leaderboards, uh, and, and people get really into this. They want to show off that, hey, I might only be at this company a couple of years. I might just be a software developer, but I know a shitload more than, you know, XYZ vice president right. who's been working here for 50 years or whatever. Right. Um, right. You know, and, and so, you know, just doing that type of activity gets people interested to kind of keep following up. It keeps them engaged in a, in a project. Uh, and so there's kind of some skin in the game to kind of okay. keep at it and keep giving your feedback that, sure. as opposed to, like you said, a survey, which is like you're one and done with that type of stuff. Right, right. So <clears throat> one of the things I find interesting about what you guys write on um, on your blog, you and Adam, is that – so you're, you're obviously – I don't know if you're a, a startup anymore because you've been around for like five years, but you're a, a, a small – like you know, web-based software company with not a lot of employees, right? Yep, yep. Um, and, and, but you have a lot of clients who are large organizations, they're enterprises, government clients, and so one of the things that you guys write about is sort of how to balance being a small, nimble organization but still being able to, to like, talk with people inside a large enterprise. And I, I, one of the things I find really valuable about your, about your blog is that you sort of you just sort of recognize the reality that you are working within a different environment than you might 
ideally like want to live in all the time, right? So if you're somebody who like always wants to be part of a three-person company, right. and you go into you know like the state of Illinois or something, right? right. There's going to be like a difference in the way that you work. Right. You guys actually had so for anybody who like breaks into large organizations, you guys had a great post like a week ago about sort of like the litmus test that you go through that what big organizations want to see and it may not be like something that makes a lot of people happy, but it's like if you want to work with these people, here's what they want to see a lot of times, right? Right. But can you right. just sort of talk about, I guess, the dichotomy between working within your own small startup and working with, I mean, you guys got uh, one round of funding, if I remember correctly, from Y Combinator, like back when you first launched. And right. then other than that, you've been like on your own small yep. business. Right. But you work with some of the largest companies literally in the world. Right. So talk about just like what's, you know, how that pulls your brain in different places and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy, you know, and it's kind of surreal too. But yes, like, uh, um, and, and you can, I'll, I'll just kind of blather about this and, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. you can bring me back in or something if there's something specific you want to know. But yes, it's kind of crazy. One of the good things is, you know, both Adam and I came from Accenture, uh, okay. you know, a big consulting company. So we've seen some of these big companies. So we're not completely strangers to having to do, you know, kind of crazy, you know, go through crazy hoops to accomplish, say, a project, right? You know, we're, we're, we're kind of, we've been exposed to that world, even if we didn't, you know, I never liked it back then either. Um, you know, but yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely aware that to even accomplish something as publishing, you know, an API, uh, you know, might take months and months of people just kind of talking and right. nothing getting accomplished. Whereas like in, in a little tiny startup, I can, you know, if someone needs something, I can get that API out there in like two hours, right. you know, and it's like. It's it's awesome to be able to work in this like little environment where I get to make the decisions and get stuff out there and help people accomplish things really fast and and it just feels good to get you know get feedback and get stuff people you know uh, that people want like really fast and so it, it sucks when a lot of that is kind of caught up in bureaucracy and and, and right. slow stuff but we've seen it we understand some of the reasons why that bureaucracy exists um, you know some of it is. Some of it is not warranted, and it, it would be awesome if, you know, maybe more people in these large corporations picked up books like Getting Real or what, whatever, what's 37 Signals' newer book? Uh, uh, Rework. Rework, something like that probably right. would be very inspirational to these large companies uh, in, in getting, you know, stuff done quicker. Right. But, you know, some of this stuff exists because they need to make sure, you know, the security is there. They need to make sure people are, you know... It's really easy for to say not have standards, and then all of a sudden someone's laptop goes missing, you know, and oh, you know, you didn't have a policy of having password protection on your right. laptops or encryption on your hard drives. Now all of a sudden company secrets are exposed. Right, right, right. And it's not something that you think about when you, or, you know, when you're starting a new little startup, but these big companies have to start thinking about that. Right. Um, Okay. So yeah, it, it definitely pulls my brain in two different places. You know, it's like I want to be this like nimble startup and guy doing this nimble stuff, but we get pulled into projects and groups where they're asking us about things like how do you protect your assets? You know, do you do asset tracking? Okay. 
You know, it's like, whoa, wait, hold on there. There's like two or three employees here sometimes. Like, right. I know where the assets are. They're, you know, in my, you know, I can find all the laptops that are at work because they're all communicating with me in a campfire chat room. Right. Um, right. So, right. you know, it's right. kind of crazy to answer those questions. And it's frustrating when, you know, they hit you with stuff that you haven't thought about or you don't really want to think about, you know, like, you know, SAS 70 type 2 uh, cert, you know, a data center, you know, certification type stuff. Yeah, it's right. a pain in the butt. Um, right. But once you get through it and once you find out how to get through it a couple times, it becomes much easier, obviously. Um, they become like boilerplate type documents you can kind of provide. And yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of sucky, uh, but it's definitely a competitive advantage we have to, say, someone who, you know, just gets started and doesn't do these things. Right. Um, so, so have you found that there's any situations where, like, there's the the reverse is true as well, where because you have exposure to some of these companies that are very large and in many cases very successful, right? They have grown. They weren't always maybe like 2,000 person companies, right? They maybe started as 10 people at one point, and they were successful and they grew. That you that you found things that you were able to learn and apply to Inkling that you that you have found valuable. Does it go both ways? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that, like, it's not all, it, I mean, I, it, I sh if I've conveyed that it's all kind of just bullshit we have to get through, that's that's wrong. I mean, it's, it's you know, there's some very important things that we've done that's been kind of um, instigated by some of these larger companies. Things like single sign-on, right? Single sign-on is a pain in the ass. Okay. Um, you know, even, you know, even locally, right? Like, I use one password to try and keep logins on different services altogether, right? And there's right. projects like OpenID or OAuth to try and manage single sign-on everywhere. Right. Well, enterprises, I mean, you know, like large companies, these large banks, I mean, they have spent a considerable amount of time thinking and dealing with password security and, and pa you know, password authentication. Right. So that their employees aren't managing passwords on hundreds of applications. And so they pushed us. I forgot. Uh, it might have been Cisco. Yeah. I think it may have been Cisco as the first client that really pushed us for the need to have a decent single sign-on solution. Okay. And so we baked in, I mean, it took, a, it took, it was a painful project. It took me a lot of research to figure out like what we should be doing best with it. And so we ended up turning to uh, doing SAML, okay. uh, uh, you know, and it's, it's kind of a pain in the ass to kind of get SAML going. Um, but it was worth it. You know, now it's like plug and play. Like it, you can immediately turn on SAML 2.0 on our Inkling application into, you know, Active Directory supports it, which okay. is Microsoft's right. identity server. Um, and a bunch of, you know, companies can support things like SAML. And so that's something that we've kind of taken from the enterprise and was instigated from them that now has turned out, you know, it's, hey, that's a really great idea. It's been a great feature to have. Right. Um, so that's kind of an example. There's other things like database encryption. You know, we went through some security audits where people really wanted to see our data in our database to have an, you know, a layer of encryption, so that if hey, our, you know, this happens, right? I mean, someone could walk away with a backup of our database, and you know, we could have some terrible security breach. Um, <clears throat> right. Right. It would right. be refreshing, uh, uh, or maybe that's not the right word, but it would be nice for a client to know and us to know that. 
well, at least the sensitive data on that backup is encrypted. Yep. There's a layer of encryption, and people can't get through that. So again, that was instigated by our large enterprise clients. You know, if we were just working with, you know, tiny small companies, none of them would have been pushing for that stuff, yep. and you know, maybe we would have done it, and we would have had a security breach, and we would have really wished we had database <laughs> encryption. <laughs> right. um, and I'm glad we have it now, though. So yeah, I mean, right. so there are things that we okay. take from them that like helps us make our products better, yeah. uh, and teaches us maybe better methods to kind of of security and and you know conveying our uh, right. stuff from our application. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about some of your other. Um, I don't know if side projects is the right way to refer to them. So together yeah. <laughs> and City Posh. Um, yeah. But uh, so I like I, I I like together a lot. Right? I use, yeah. Cool. I use it and it's just like a, you know. It's, so for the people that are that may be listening that don't know what together is, um, it is a very uh, easy way to set up essentially like a group email distribution um, a group. Right. And you can add your friends to it. And that kind of stuff. I was actually thinking, I was just down in South by Southwest and I was thinking about you guys because right now, like GroupMe and Baluga right. and these other group chatting things, you know, that like don't right. have a like revenue model outlined or anything, right. um, are doing text messaging. And I was like, oh man, together could probably like plug into some APIs and add like text messaging and yep. they, their tagline could be like, like GroupMe, but profitable. <laughs> right, and did, we started. We did it first, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So yeah, I, it's weird because like obviously group messaging has been part of the internet for years and years and years and years, right? I mean right. Yahoo Groups and Usenet, and I mean people have been trying to do this type to do it and do it well. Um, but if you look at things like, you know. Google Groups does not innovate very frequently. You know that I think they're doing some stuff now, but I mean they've been stuck in the past for a very long time. Right. Um, even their user interface is kind of crazy. You go to those Yahoo group or a Google Group, and all the text is like jammed over yeah, to yeah, the yeah. left side of the screen. Right. right. Um, and so we wanted something that was yeah, like you're saying, we wanted we wanted something internally. You know, as soon as we added a couple employees, we quickly wanted a, a way to send group email. You know, and like, again, I'm not knocking anything else out there. Like, you know, obviously Basecamp is a very popular, awesome solution. We just didn't need to-do lists. We didn't need a calendar. We were already, you know, we had a decent calendar. We had right, some right, decent right. stuff. We just needed email. And um, yeah. we also wanted encrypted email. Like, that's kind of interesting. Like, um, you know, we send a lot of stuff back and forth about contracts and um, it, it was. It would be neat if we had a solution where we were comfortable, you know, still encrypting these messages and emails to the group back and forth. Okay. And Google Groups doesn't do that. You know, nobody's none of these group solutions are doing any kind of encrypted email messaging. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we took a crack at like, well, what can we make it simple and just have a real simple address? And again, nothing revolutionary. Basically, just taking the concept of. You know, a Google group has an email address. You can email and the whole group gets an email. But adding a couple things like a cleaner user interface, uh, the encrypted email, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and now you have um, CityPosh. And that is a, so again, for people who may not be aware, so it's, it's CityPosh.com. Um, and it is basically an online auction site where you purchase bids. And then you guys have um, like a coupon or a prize or some you know promotional thing, 
and people can bid to essentially buy buy that thing that you're selling. So you might have like a $50 gift certificate to something, um, people bid on it, and the, the person with the highest bid is able to buy it for the bid price. Right. So, so that launched what like a month ago about? Yeah, I think we I mean we've only been working on it for a couple months and I think we kind of just put it out there to, you know, friends and family and people they're referring uh people to um yeah, like 30 days ago. Okay, that's cool. So and I think so one thing I think is awesome about City Posh is it, so I I just sort of enjoy things that seem to like really attract some people and really like repel other people. Yep. <laughs> right. So, and I, right. so I told my wife about it and I was like, Oh, this thing's awesome. Right. Like I checked it out and I like lost a couple of times when I was like getting into like the sort of the game theory of it. Right. I told her about it and she went at it and like, she bought like $5 worth of bids and, and like didn't win and lost. And she was just like, well, what? I, I yep. feel like I got like, what, what's that all about? Right. Right. So I kind of like it just because it's very, like, uh, it just it doesn't appeal to everybody on purpose, right? Right, right. And so, uh, so but tell me about like what I'm very interested in is so talk about how City Posh was born, but also how you how you do these other projects like together and City Posh. And I know Inkling is sort of like, if I understand correctly, like uh, the mothership of of your organization, if you will. Right. 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 Um, and like how you weigh sort of like how you prioritize stuff and what you're going to be working on and and I don't remember, how many how many people work for Inkling now so we're down you? to three uh, we're down to three okay. um, we uh, we lost the guy we lost a good you lost the guy to thirty seven signal yeah. right yep. <laughs> Jason Free where's my signing bonus <laughs> help you guys out. Um, yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, I have a whole lot of respect for 37 Signals, and I'm sure he's going to have a lot of fun there. But, yeah, so we just lost a guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we brought on another developer who's who's uh, working for us right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we're still kind of tiny. Yeah, so how, do you, so how do you balance, like, so now you've got Together, which is, like, this cool little piece of software. You've got City Posh, and then you're obviously running Inkling. So I just, you know, to... To some people who are trying to get like even just a single web app out there, but they have a full time yep. job, I think there's like some similarities and you know that kind of thing. So just talk a yeah. little bit about how you you know how you prioritize the stuff you're working on and, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll be really honest. Like, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna like convey any kind of um, uh, you know insanely useful advice on how to do this because it is it's insanely tough to manage a bunch of different projects and to do them well right at right. the same time. Right. Although there's some people who really have a knack at this. There's a guy who lives near me. Um, are you, uh, what's his name? Phil, is it Coxtra or whatever? He runs the, have you, are you familiar with the dojo? He does the... Um, Only in, like, name. I have no idea. Like, I don't even know what they what they do. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Tadros. Phil Tadros. Okay. Um, I think that's his name. So this guy, he, he like, runs coffee shops. He's got Kickstand. He's got Noble Tree. I think there's another one in, like, Uptown. Okay. And he also has, like, some sort of web design group or something like that. This guy somehow manages, and he's got, like, oodles of text apps. Um, okay. I think they did, you know, so anyway, this guy's somehow able to manage, like, a dozen different projects going on at the same time. And I'm always kind of amazed because, like, you know, his coffee shops seem to be doing well. His his web design company seems to be doing well. 
Um, so it seems possible, right? Like this guy is really kind of able to manage. And I think his secret is really just kind of hiring really smart people around him. You know, there's another guy who I think is, is kind of like, you know, the main dude at kind of running the web design company. And I'm sure he's, it sounds like he's got some really good managers running his, you know, coffee shops. Um, so I think he's really good at just finding people who can work autonomously and, and have a lot of vision themselves. Okay. Um, and that's kind of, you know, so that's kind of what's helped us here at Inkling. I don't like, I don't like hiring people that we have to babysit, right? I don't, even if you're, even if you're a new guy, um, you know, we brought in a developer right now. He's, he's kind of a younger guy, but like the guy's got a ton of just, uh, I don't know, what's just the, the courage to kind of just get in there and figure stuff out. You know, he doesn't have to email me constantly to, you know, ask me questions. I mean, granted, he's, like, confused out of his mind, I'm sure, with some of the stuff that, you know, he's kind of been thrown into. Right. But he's going he's gonna to work it out eventually. Yeah, right. And right. those are the kind of guys, you know, like the guy that we just had, too, it had the same kind of ability, you know, like, hey, come in here and just get crazy. And I don't care if you're totally lost for a while. Right. Um, but figure it out, and then you help. You tell me what you need me to kind of help you do and accomplish. You try and give me tasks. You know, I, I'm your boss, but treat me as your employee. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I think that's the type, I mean, it really helps to find those people so that I can put those guys on, say, Inkling and, and work on these other projects. You know, okay. work on together, work on City Posh without having to babysit people on right. Inkling. Um, but I got to admit, yeah, I mean, I'm, I get spread kind of thin, like together is a neat tool and I think there's some promise, you know, and, and, and for even before a group even existed, I was considering do, trying to do something with SMS messaging, but like I pinged some people that, you know, I use, um, together with a lot. Nobody seemed really needy of, of SMS messaging at the time. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a big priority for me. And it wasn't a big priority for me to kind of start marketing and reaching out to a, a ton of people to be like, hey, SMS messaging or right, iPhone right, app. Right, right, um, right. But it, I mean, you know, but then you look at like GroupMe and it's taken off just by focusing on things like SMS messaging yeah. and an iPhone app. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it is. It's hard to kind of um, take my attention away from like the really big things like Inkling for smaller projects like Together and give them life. Yeah, okay. Um, Okay. But, I mean, people pay for it together, and it, it keeps working. Um, we use it every day. Um, but, yeah, I, it would be neat to kind of, I don't know, it would be neat to kind of, like, let that thing, um, find someone else to kind of run it and, and kick ass at it. Right, right, right. It, it could be, I think, a lot more awesome than it is. I just don't have the time to commit sure. to together. Well, and you basically, and you made something that you needed, that you found useful, and then you right. made it, and, like, now it's there, right? Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, I don't know if this answers your question, but it's like I, I can, I have, I'm, I'm getting, you know, okay at creating projects and kind of spinning them off and trying to focus on the next thing. I wish I was better at it. Um, I, uh, you know, like I said, there's guys out there who seem to be do, do like multiple projects really well. Right. Um, right. You know, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's also kind of the luck of the draw if, if, uh, if the projects. Um, you know, I don't know, like, Together's group messaging, it's okay, it's it's not that sexy, whereas, like, City Posh is, like, I don't know, we're getting a lot of people addicted to it, they're, they're enjoying it, they're having a lot of fun and telling us about it, and so it's obviously got my attention, because sure, it's, like, sure, wow, sure. 
sure. I think we're on to something if we're making these people that happy about this, right. this game. Even if they lose, we're hearing from people like, oh my god, that was so exciting. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and even if, like, the thing is, is you don't know if something's, like, how something is going to take off until you actually, like, watch it, right? Right. So, right. Um, all right, so... I know I don't want to keep you uh, all day. I mean, I do want to keep you all day, but I know I can't. So we'll wrap up over the next like five or ten minutes here. Okay. Five I mean, I have some time. Just yeah, go ahead and ask me whatever you right, want. Cool. So one of the so for Inkling, how do you guys do? Um, how do you do sales? Like, how are you getting into like you know multi-million-dollar organizations as this small like company? Right. So again, I mean, I don't know it. Uh, I watch, um, I like to probably say we're lucky and fortunate and whatever else. And, but you know, I don't know. That's probably a bunch of bullshit. Like, uh, I mean, Wait, we that's like lucky is usually code for like hard work. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was just about to say that. Right. We work our asses off here, right? Like for the, in inkling for the last five years now, I mean, we got started in 2006 with Y Combinator. I mean, we work our brains out, um, right. You know, especially just being a tiny company, we've got a lot of stuff to do. Um, so, you know, sales has been, um, you know, I, I, we were fortunate enough that like a bunch of people, we when we started Inkling, it was it was right around the time when that book was popular, Wisdom of Crowds by James Sirwecki. Okay. Uh, you know, it's his book. Have you read it? I have not read it. No. It's uh, you know, so it was really hot, and it it, it kind of it kind of brought people's attention to the whole wisdom of crowds thing. Like, you know, it was like, it brought a lot of attention to companies like Threadless, you know, like, hey, oh my God, if you get a bunch of people helping you design things, now all of a sudden you get better designs. Right. Um, right. And it brought attention to the concept of prediction markets. Prediction markets got a bunch of mentions in this book. Okay. And um, so, you know, but when we, when I read the book and, and kind of looked around at prediction markets, I didn't like any of the software I saw out there. And so we were kind of lucky enough to kind of hit, you know, like uh, a meme or, a, you know, something that was kind of hot in, okay. in terms of what people were reading about and looking for. You know, and so when we did buy a combinator and all of a sudden, hey, now we're like this user-friendly, you, know, uh, you know, software as a service, you don't even have to install anything prediction market, right. it immediately you know, we, we got people calling us up and, and emailing us, even from huge companies that, like, wouldn't normally ever consider maybe a two-person startup okay. that just got started a few months ago. But here we're hearing from, say, like, you know, Ab Abbott Laboratories calling us up, you know, wanting to use Inkling already. Right. Um, and so, so I say we're fortunate, but, you know, it was kind of like just this, you know, uh, you know, we, we saw a trend, it was building, and we, you know, created software that was, you know, yeah. coincided with a nice uptick in people wanting that type of software. Okay. So that helped out really early on. And now just through the years, I mean, we focused on, you know, I'm not, I'm not a dummy when it comes to things like search engine optimization. Um, you know, I definitely know how to go out there and figure out what people are searching for and um, you know, so you look up prediction markets and there we are on the front page of Google for prediction markets, okay. you know, and that's not, um, you know, I used to take search engine optimization for granted for years and now I don't. Um, right. <laughs> okay. so, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's funny. You're like this, you're like the second or third person in like a week that has made some comment about that to me. Just yeah. Like, you know, cause I'm. 
I'm I'm sort of like in that arena of yeah, I mean I know it's kind of important, but it just seems so boring, and I'd rather like try to make something cool. <laughs> yeah. There's 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 some ways of kind of making it more fun, you know, like you can kind of turn it into a competition almost. You know, there's even some software out there that like kind of makes it more fun where you get to kind of see how you're doing amongst your competitors or whatever. Um, but you're right. It's, it's and it's also kind of like a, you can only do so much. And then you're like in the hands of the search engine god, Google, um, to do their thing, right, you know, but like right. there's definitely some smart things to do, you know, figuring out like. You know, like if, if you want to be, you know, like with Inkling, we want to be prediction market software. So we want to be prediction market software. We probably don't want, you know, words all over the page talking about other stuff. You right, know? right, right. You know, so, yeah, there's you can take search engine optimization and take it too far and become a total spammer and make your site like crap. But there's probably a good middle ground that people should kind of spend some time with. Like, you know, hey, what are people looking for my site with? Um, yeah. And, and just try and, you know, put those words on the page, put them in your footer, try and, you know, you know, put links on. If you have, like, if you have other sites, you might not want to just link to, you know, XYZ site by your company name. Put your, put your words in them, you know? It's, okay. Right. right. Um, you know, and over time that's built up. So it's not like it's a thing that I did that, like, all of a sudden we're on the front page of Google. I mean, it took years. Right. Um, but... You know, it's a little investment that we worked at, and it, it's kind of, I think, paid off. People find us when they look up the words prediction markets. Right. Um, and also, here's the thing, too. I think I think the biggest thing, though, is, is just it's been word of mouth. Like, okay. we're really good. Even though we're only a few people, we're really good with staying in touch with our customers. I mean, we put a, you know, since we're on the computers all the time, it was easy to put up a chat box. We use uh, Olark. Yep. Um, yeah. they're a Y Combinator company. We were using Campfire for a while, but, um, because the chats are like kind of anybody can enter your chat room, right, right, right. kind of wanted a little more privacy to okay. each chat we were having with a client. Um, but just doing that, you know, like people come in the chat room, they can ask us questions or it, it just, I don't understand why larger companies can't accomplish something like this. Yeah. You know, here yeah. we are with three people, two people, and we're really busy, and yet we can take the time out of the day to answer a quick question in a chat room yeah. um, or email really fast. I think, well, yeah, and those and oh, actually, I, I I met a couple of the guys from Olark briefly over the over the past week, and uh, I mean, I think th th those guys are gonna. I think they're gonna do awesome. I mean, it's I've I've used it from a like a web visitor side. I haven't seen the back end, but I know they integrate with like you know existing chat protocols and everything. Yep. And uh, you're right. It's like when I go to a website, if I want to get the first thing I do is look for like is there a live chat somewhere? Because it's just real. It's just it's super easy to like you know say right. hi, communicate with people, whatever. Right. And so that's been a big thing that like has helped us. I mean, so even if a large company um, you know checks us out. And, uh, you know, from either, you know, from search or someone gets referred, if they ever have a problem and they email us, we email them back so soon. Or if they're in the chat room, I mean, they're hearing from us immediately. Right. And they're just kind of blown away. You know, it's just like they're used to dealing with large companies and creating, you know, ticket support right. tickets that don't get answered for weeks. Right. Um, and so being being agile and being nimble is actually kind of interesting because it's like, these large enterprise companies love it. You know, I mean, they love the fact that if they need something from us, we can get it done really fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, 
it goes both ways. Like obviously, they they would prefer a large company sometimes in terms of knowing that they're this stable company. But if you take advantage of your strengths as a small company, there's ways to really knock their socks off with like right, getting right. stuff done fast and getting answers to their questions quickly. That can probably make up for your lack of you know enterprise documentation and standards <laughs> and stuff like that. So. Right. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, we just worked really hard at being, I don't know, uh, supportive and, and yeah, attentive. Yeah. So, cool. So you mentioned um, the, you mentioned something that's like a good segue into uh, the blogging question that I wanted to ask. Sure. About, which is, you know, the, just the 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 SEO stuff, you know, takes time, right? You you wrote yeah. a, po- a post once, like it, I think it was titled "It Takes Five Years" or something to that effect. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, you've so what is like? Why are you not blogging right now? What's going on with that? And I, I really yeah. don't mean to put you on this, but here's the thing: I feel like I am not doing like other people in the world who haven't read what you've written justice if I don't like tell you. Like you should be writing. You're a great writer. Like Thank you should you. be writing more. It's almost like it, it's like you know. If if Babe Ruth wasn't playing baseball, somebody should be saying like you gotta be playing baseball, right? So you've written like so. There, and b- before you, I'll tell you why I think I'm not just like blowing smoke up your ass, right? Right, right. So like you wrote a you wrote a post about like how your father taught you to hustle. You wrote a post like I can't remember what it was, but it, like you were using the analogy of like how a five like a three-year-old looks up to a five-year-old and even if you're a young company you have like things that you can teach other people yep. and all that kind of stuff right yep. and so like the reason that i'm bringing this up is that there's a there's a number of things that you've written where i'm like i am man i am glad i read that right thank you because it made me feel like you know it either gave me like a little like a little bit of confidence i needed to like to you know to do something like this podcast or what have you right yeah and 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 I often like I have it's I have in my read and Adam's a good writer and I like the stuff that he writes about too so it's not like you know Adam's right. isn't anything against yep. you. Um, but there's like a little bit of soul in your writing that like is 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 rare, right? So Thanks. are you just like so yeah? So what's going on, man? I don't know. So thank you so much. I mean, I, I swear to God, it's super flattering to hear that. Um, and yeah, like I mean, I've I feel like you know I. You know, I, I've definitely heard, gotten some really positive feedback on on the writing. Um, you know, and I was doing it there for a while, and I was I was cranking out some yeah. thoughts and blog posts, and and we were seeing you know some great traffic. You know, I mean, people were definitely excited. I don't know, I I don't know, I burned out a little bit on it, maybe. Yeah. Um, there's, I was focusing on it. You know, like I was spending a lot of time on the writing. You know, I would spend a good chunk writing, editing it, putting it out there. Some did well, some didn't. Doesn't matter, whatever. Um, but then, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's just been other projects. Like, there's stuff like um, I'm an actor too, and I want to do more acting, you know. Okay. And, and like, okay. I, I finally did a play, uh, like, a, uh, just over over the winter over the winter time, you know, where the auditions and rehearsals okay. and stuff like that. Okay. okay. I mean, so that took up a bunch of free time. Yeah. And, Anytime I was not working, I was, you know, practicing lines and stuff like that. Um, it's uh, it's hard. It's hard to get it all yeah, in. Yeah, no, I mean, that, honestly, that, that answers it. I Because I, I think that, like, it, it writing a good post takes significantly more effort than most people realize, I think. Yep, right? yep. 
I mean, I would find myself even burned out after a day. I mean, I would write this post. I'd pay attention to people's comments on things like Hacker News or even in our own comments and try and get back to them. And, and yeah, by the end of the day, I was just, like, exhausted from it. And it's just like, oh, now I, you know, I don't have time to do the work that I probably should be doing or whatever. Um, right, right. And, I mean, it, I would like to balance it better. I'd like to fit it in again. Um, you know, there's some stuff that we're exploring now, like with City Posh again. Like, here's another new venture where, you know, we're putting ourselves. Um, I think in another aspect of it is like, you know, Inkling has, has, you know, kind of been our bread and butter and it's, it's, it's reached kind of like the stability that now I'm trying to explore new stuff. And I don't, I don't totally know how to talk about it or communicate it exactly. Like, even the City Posh stuff, like, you know, I'm spending time on it. I don't know if I really want to be talking about it a ton yet, you know, in terms of technology or where we're taking it until yeah. it's maybe in more firm ground. I just don't know. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it, I feel like if we can if we can get City Posh to an, a place where I feel like Inkling was, you know, in terms of like. Um, some comfortability that, hey, you know, the, we've got some, you know, decent growth that we think is going to keep going, I'll probably start writing a lot more. Right. Um, but even now, like, there's posts, like, I, I've got some crazy technical posts in my mind that I'd like to write about, like, SSL and load balancing and really geeky stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and there's stuff, again, about getting a new project started and feeling all schizophrenic about, hey, I got a great idea, or, yeah. and at the same time, my idea is terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so I've got all that stuff. It's just, yeah, it's, it's been hard to get it all done. Yeah, no, I hear you. I know. It's like, yeah. So, well, that answers my question. Yeah. But I would have been mad at myself if I made it through a whole interview with you and I didn't give you, like, a little bit of ribbing for, uh, you know. Thanks. Well, and I, well, so even this outlet, so like, I don't know if you've um, gone back and, I mean, Adam's been doing a lot of the writing on the City Posh auctions, but when we launched it to, I, I, I was doing all the writing and I'm still doing some of the writing and we're trying to do some videos now. And again, that sort of gets like my writing needs out a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to okay. be funny or I'm trying to explore some weird stuff. Right. Um, and again, it's like, after I do that, like, I don't have a whole lot of like energy to write more stuff about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I uh, well, it's cool. The last thing you know, don't like you know, don't be don't be feeling bad about it. No, yeah, I I do though, cause I, I I did like it. I knew people were digging it, and uh, yeah, I'd like to do some more of it when I get when I get a chance. All right, well, I look forward to that. So. Cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think that's like this was this was great. I, I cool. appreciate the time. Um, and uh, I, I appreciate you spending a little bit of time on here about what you're doing and hopefully everything is definitely uh, cool. Cool.